back, dude. <laughs> Thanks for having me as your official guest host moving forward. I think this is now three weeks running. <laughs> is this three weeks running where it's just been a Frank and Brady special? I think so, man. I'm good with it. Yeah, nah, it's cool. I mean, obviously we missed the big guy, but shit, somebody's got to do it. Yeah, I mean, that guy just kind of keeps us, keeps our shit together on the show. Yeah. That last show was pretty good. Yeah. Speaking of keeping our shit together, you just mentioned mentioned something off air that got me fucking jazzed up, dude. What's that? You mentioned that we're officially in the holiday season now. Oh, yeah, dude. And you also mentioned to me that for some reason you can't stop drinking beers, dude. Dude, (laughs) it's just like that time of year where it's cold out and like everybody just seems more like it's like the holiday spirit, especially this coming next week is like the start of Thanksgiving week and nobody works. And granted, I've been drinking since like my birthday, which was like two (laughs) months ago. And then like the New York trip, it's, it's just been nonstop. Like it's just been fun. So that just triggered something in my brain, dude. Yeah. For a one time only special event. I say we crack them right now, dude. Right now? Tis the season Fuck to yeah, crack dude. them, dude. I was wondering. This how is we for doing. the holidays, baby. <laughs> Holiday season, baby. So good. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Oh, which means, yeah, oh, are we going to have an episode next week? We might not. Maybe we will. If we don't, happy Thanksgiving. Well, everyone. it's basically, are we available next Wednesday? Oh, look at that. We're not. So we're not. We might take a week off. Because yeah, we might. We know Daniel's working a triple down at the winery. <laughs> Man, that guy's working triples like nonstop lately, dude. Hey, brother. I get it. He's got to pay for that nice truck, those Charger season tickets. Pool, man. You know? Yeah. So Those things add up, dude. Yep. All right, dude. Let's get into it here. News of the week. Biggest news, the Bills. Oh, they have... Guess what? Fired their the Bills, offensive coordinator, Ken Dorsey. The Bills suck again. I'm glad, dude. It's official. You guys suck, dude. I'm glad. I'm about it, bro. You're I'm as, about it. You're one win better than the Chargers. I'm about it, dude. <laughs> because when I committed myself to this team, it was like right when they were turning things around and getting good. But they have a history of being ass for years, mm-hmm. dude. And those are the teams I pull for, bro. Yeah, it's cool because like... I'm inherently born into those teams. Right. It's like I'm that. An Angels, aside from this team, the Lakers, that we have mm-hmm. on TV right now. But all my other teams are ass, and they've historically been ass, dude. And Angels, the Bills. trash. Brighton, trash. <laughs> <laughs> Although they're on the up and up, too. They are. So, <clears throat> But, yeah, man, like I mentioned, Ken Dorsey fired. Do you think he's – I mean, he's obviously the scapegoat, right? Oh, dude, what are they going to do? Blame I think Josh is blame Josh came Allen? out and said so today. They're not going to blame Josh Allen. That's your guy. I know. Even though I, he's I, the one on the on the field making the terrible decisions. Yeah, he's. They interviewed him and they're like, "How do you feel about that?" And he's like, "I feel pretty bad, man. I mean, obviously it's on me, but you know what? We got a game in th- three days, so fuck him, dude." Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. Yeah, he's not. That's just the way. They basically was like, "What are you going to fire me? Of course not. Yeah, fire that guy." Yeah, dude. So we'll see how things shake out in Buffalo. Joe Brady is now the offensive coordinator there. Not a lot of run as an OC. I think he had a brief stint as one in Carolina a couple years back, if I remember correctly. I mean, that uh, doesn't I know spell he was, hope. I know he was uh, Burroughs' go-to guy in LSU. But, yeah, I think he had a, a brief stint in Carolina, if I recall. I could be wrong. I don't know. But, anyways, yeah, Joe Brady's the man now in Buffalo. In other news, Steelers, they have officially named Jalen Warren their starting running back. It only took them – 
17 years to figure out that he is a better player than Najee Harris. I have a lot of opinions about this. I don't so much like they've been on this whole like split back committee a lot of the season, basically since, since the start of the year. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, the depth chart had listed Najee Harris and up until the start of week 10, but then they came out week 10 and they basically split the carries 50, 50 and they both got the same amount of work. And then in looking back at this team in the last three weeks where they have actually had success, they've started to feature the run game because they've realized their two best players play the same damn position and they need them on the field as much as humanly possible. Kenny Pickett can't throw. George Pickens can't get separation, can't catch. Deontay Johnson's dead and old. (laughs) Like the two best players are the running backs. Yeah. So, and then you look at the division, historically these teams, what do they do well? They play defense and they run the ball. Yeah, and if they want to make the playoffs, they got to continue to do that mold. I think you roll these guys out accordingly, how you have been all year. Great insight there, my friend. Uh, yeah, dude, I am under the impression personally that I would prefer to have Jalen Warren over Najee Harris. But sure, you make valid points. All right, dude. Moving along, let's get into some injuries, or rather, some good news from players that have had injuries. Matt Stafford is looking set to play this week. That's good news what for you Cooper Cup Puka Nakua fans. You're not a big on that, dude? I just like have lost faith in Matt Stafford this season. I just But from a fantasy standpoint, it obviously helps Cooper and Puka. I mean maybe maybe Puka. I've also lost faith in Cooper Cup. Cooper's a little more sketch. He's yeah. older. I don't think you have confidence in Cooper Cup anymore. Yeah. Puka may be slowly taking over the reins. Here's one oh, that yes. all Ian, myself included. And me. Can all crack him too. Damn, this would have been the crack. Yeah, this would have been a good one. The return of Devin Achan, baby. Oh, let's go. I cannot fucking wait. I've lost four straight games without you, baby. <laughs> yeah, can we touch on that really quick? Sure, dude. Uh, Devontae Adams is ass. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have the most points against in the league. Not on excuse. It's just a fact. Also, here's an interest- Here's a fun fact about that. So I have, more- I have one more point total against me then d has total points for on the season and he's second in points damn that's a shitload <laughs> yeah dude <laughs> so i've gotten blown up on every week but i've also done a lot of blowing up on people and to your dude. credit yeah so i mean it's just the way fantasy rolls sometimes brother mm-hmm. i mean it is what it is and side note in jay's dynasty league i've had four guys put up over 180 points against me on four separate weeks. Yeah, you're the guy in that league. Just getting railed. It just is what it is, man. Yep. It is what it is. But super stoked H so back, baby. do you roll him I'm out? I'm rolling him out immediately. I started him as soon as I found out he was on the IR. Let's go, baby. You're Come going. on, dude. Come you got on. it. Yeah. The guy's I, one touch away from an 85-yard touchdown run. Totally, man. And the, that league right now, it, it's actually, bro, it's really anybody's league right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody's within what? I think like two games of each other. Except total? last place is three games out. Okay. Yeah. Well, even but then, he a, has like yeah. a outside He's got a shot. chance. Yeah, dude. So pretty crazy year in our redraft league. Uh, moving along, JJ is still. Uh, I don't think he's going to play. Yeah. There may be some rumblings that he might, but I don't think he's going to play and either. Honestly, but. the Vikings are undefeated since he's gotten hurt. Yeah, dude. So, Why, like, who needs JJ when you have Joshua Voldemort Dobbs, baby? And Hawkinson, who's. Cool. Be slowly becoming my favorite NFL player right now. I'm gonna okay. So really quick to just to touch back on redraft. Obviously, everyone thinks they're gonna win that league. Everybody's right. amped on their teams. If I had to pick one person outside of my own team 
to win that league, it would be yours because you have something that nobody else has, and that's consistent production at the tight end position. Mm-hmm. And that's what TJ Hawkinson is providing you right now. Fourth round, baby. Yep. So I have said it for years along with D. Elite tight ends are gold, dude. They do. If you have someone that can outscore that position, who you're going against every week, your chances of winning are pretty good. Yep. So nicely done, sir. T. Higgins is looking. Actually, I think today he was officially ruled out. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't I think didn't think playing. he was going to play either. Yeah. Uh, we have him on likelies here, but I don't think he's playing. Funny stat sure. about T. Higgins that I saw is that a majority of teams that have not won a game up to the point in fantasy, like 90% of them contain T. Higgins on the <laughs> roster. <laughs> really? So if you've drafted T. Higgins, you're probably pretty sad, dude. Wow. Well, yeah. Marcus Hubble drafted T. Higgins, and I he's think he's in okay. first place. Yeah, or he's second doing all right. place. I think he's behind D now. He's, he's doing what you did a few years ago, streaming quarterbacks. That's the way to do it, man. Yeah. That's a fun That's a fun little game until it's not, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Mike Thomas, bro, injured again, your boy. Yeah, Oof. took a the, significant knee injury, and yeah. it, it's not season-ending, but he's going to miss quite a bit of time. So. Yeah, which sucks. But good news for Olave fans, hopefully. Good news for, I mean, fuck, that offense is terrible. It's bad, and hopefully, uh, touching on this next guy, Derek Carr, he's concussed, so he'll be out, But even though they have a bye week, so he'll probably be back. But damn, bro, if I'm an Olave owner... I don't want to see that guy back, dude. I want He's my boy terrible. Famous Jameis throwing him the ball, dude. Oh, 100%. All day, every day. Jameis might be good for four picks, but he's probably good for three touchdowns in he's the process. He's good for four picks, but he's good for 40 targets to Olave, dude. That's, That's right. what he's good for, bro. Uh, Taylor Heineke, dude, he's got a hammy issue. Are are they on a bye this week? I think they are. No, they play. Well, they are. They're playing the Giants. Yeah. The Falcons? Oh, man. Never mind. Yeah, I was no, thinking no. he was on Washington because <laughs> he oh, was yeah. on Washington a few yeah, years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, uh, I think I think the Falcons are on a Falcons bye. Falcons are on a bye. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, something to keep an eye on. Damn, obviously, we haven't done that in a while. Fucked up a player from a team. Yeah, obviously Ritter uh, kind of came in, and I think he led him to a win, didn't he? Did the Atlanta win last mm-hmm. week? Yeah. He did. So Atlanta got the win under Ritter. That's a – I don't know, man. I don't, I don't want any part of Atlanta anything, dude. Same. No matter what position you play. Same. <laughs> so just put it out there. Stay away from Atlanta. Yeah. Keenan Allen, monster game, which we'll get into a little later, but he also got banged up in that game with his shoulder. He did return, though, so he should be good to go moving forward, but definitely something to monitor if you're a Keenan owner. And lastly here, biggest news probably of all the injury news, Deshaun Watson officially out for the rest of the season. I don't think it mattered much because he was playing like ass all season. Well, the Browns are in the playoff race. So it matters from, from a NFL, football perspective. Yeah, I guess from a real NFL standpoint, that sucks. But yeah. from a fantasy perspective. He did have his best game until this game. Whatever, dude. <laughs> he, I mean, he wasn't. If you're not doing anything for me. Yeah, no, you're in, right. In my fake life, I don't care about your real life, dude. That's a good fact. Yeah. That's a good point. <laughs> All right, man. Let's get into crack em. Round two, dude. You got something on here that <laughs> oh, you wanted to crack him to? I was going to crack him for the tears of Buffalo, man. Let's do it, dude. What part of it? The fact that the Bills suck or the fact that it's just a, a very depressing city? It's just all of it. Yeah. It's like the team was like, oh, yeah, we're from Buffalo. Yeah. And then, bam, now they're 5-5? They're five and five? They're yeah. Fi- yeah, they're 5-5 five and five right now. 5-5 five and five Fuck. and doesn't look like it's getting so I have any an better interesting, anytime soon. Interesting theory about this team now, two years running. As the season has gone on, they've mm-hmm. gotten progressively worse, and worse in, on the offensive side of the ball. And I think... 
The big reason is because a lot of their games are in cold weather. And it seems like, and this is going to sound crazy, Josh Allen struggles to play in cold weather games. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm just maybe, maybe I'm reaching a little bit, but maybe there's some correlation there. Like, he struggles know. late in the season. You never know, dude. But you got to remember, he played his college ball at Wyoming, so I don't think playing in the cold is really an issue. I'm just trying to, I'm just, trying to piece just, it together. Like, what can it be, you know? I don't know, man. I really don't. I think so. Josh is who he's always been, bro. He's. I think someone said it. I don't remember what pundit said it earlier today, but I overheard it. He is literally like a freakier athletic version of Brett Favre. He's gonna go out there and mm. sling that fucking thing, and he doesn't give a shit if it gets picked <laughs> off or if he throws for a fucking sixty-yard bomb for a touchdown. Sure, that's just how he is. He's he, that's how he's wired. He's been wired like that since he stepped in on the field. Right. That's not gonna change, dude. But those mistakes are getting more glaring, it seems like, or are more glaring this year I think than they've been in the past. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that he's not rushing as much. I think the lack of rushing is obviously, throwing more. is obviously making him throw more, which obviously leads to more mistakes. However, when the Bills are at their best and they're most successful, Josh Allen is running the football. That's true. You know what I mean? So... And he's not doing it a lot this year. Run the fucking ball, Josh. Yeah. That's all we want. Yeah. I mean, he started to do an uptick of it a little bit the last couple of games, but... Not this last game. Yeah, not the not the Denver game. So. Ugh. That was horrible to watch. What a shit way to fucking lose a game, dude. Dude. Unfucking believable <laughs> I mean, it's that. Like, we see it happen all the time. It seems like some shit happens like that. Yeah. I guess that's true. Yeah. Anyways, dude, we can crock him to the tears. Yeah. To Buffalo. <laughs> to Buffalo. Cheers. Cheers. Studs, dude. Let's get into him. Dak. Massive day. So, the Cowboys. Anyone in the Cowboys was basically anyone like Houston last week. Just swap out Houston players for Cowboys players. and Except, except for, for one Tony guy. Pollard. Yeah, who we'll get into. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dak, massive day. He think I think he threw for over 400 yards, four touchdowns, good for 37.9 fantasy points. He's actually been one of the better QBs the last few weeks. If you're a Dak owner, dude, are you are you optimistic of about things to come? Is Dak someone you can ride to a fantasy championship? I mean, based on his schedule alone, you th- would assume that he is more talented and his supporting cast is talented enough where they would support huge fantasy games at the at the receiver position and the quarterback position. We're talking about Carolina, Washington, Seattle, Philly's probably the only big one, Buffalo whose defense has not been good, Miami, and then Detroit. Hmm. None of but nobody on that defense other than Philly stands out to me. So if I'm Dak Prescott, if I'm a Dak Prescott owner, I'm probably riding that wave all the way to the end of the season. I like it, dude. You know? Yeah, I like it. I mean, well, if you're a Dak Prescott owner, I mean, you don't really have a choice but to ride it. But you know? once again, this is Dak. Through the good and the bad. And this is the Cowboys. Yep. And they also have a tendency. And this was at home. Let's remember that. And they also have a tendency to play down to their op- their opposition a lot. Yep. So. And they as a team have Jared Goff syndrome, where they're great at home. Yes. And they're shit on the road. So... Be wary of that. Another big day for Herbo. I mean, oh, I guess real last, quick, his yeah. playoffs, 15-16. What is playoffs? Uh, 14, 15, 16, or 15, 16, 17? For fantasy or? Yeah, fantasy. Yeah, I think, no. 
Fantasy, I think it's 15 now. 15, 16, 17. Nonetheless, those those weeks, mm-hmm. three of them are away. Mm, yikes. So that's a, that's a nice little nugget, dude, to be wary of. Three of them away, and one, one of them is Philly. Yeah. Mm. Careful. Uh, moving along, dude, like I mentioned, Herbo with a big day at the office. Through for 323 yards, four passing touchdowns, good for 28.4 fantasy points against Detroit. And a fucking loss. And a loss. I mean, I can't say I didn't see it coming, but, you know, I think everyone knew it was going to be a shootout for the most part. Yep. And it was. I mean, it was an entertaining game. It was. So, from that standpoint, that's great. But, yeah, if you're a Bolts fan, sorry about it. You took that L. But if you're a Herbie fan... Or Herbo owner, you got yourself a nice thirty points, roughly, for the day. That's right. Which probably twenty close to a win, I would assume. Anytime, but you never know in fantasy, dude. You never fucking know. Oh, you never know. So, but hopefully, if you started Herbo and he got you that big monster game, like we mentioned, you pulled out a dub. Next guy, Joshua Dobbs. All this guy does is fucking win, baby. Just continues to put up, man. Continues to put up. 268 yards, good for a passing TD as well. He also rushed eight times for 44 yards with an additional score, good for 25.1 fantasy points. Is this guy ever going to slow down, dude? With that supporting cast, theoretically he shouldn't. Remember when I asked you last week if if uh, Josh Dobbs being the quarterback – if you'd be wary now about, or excuse me, of Minnesota pass catchers and their ability to produce moving forward. And I said, no, I'm pretty sure he answered that this week. Too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think Everything's fine. I think they're just fine out there in Minnesota. <laughs> Everything's fine. Yeah, dude. Gino Smith. Finally, dude, Gino, where have you been brother? Although I would say I knew that this year was probably going to be, be a bit of a decline from the monster year he had last year. A regression to his a shitty regression. meme. Yep. Mean. Yep. Yep. But he did have a good day, dude. He, Geno Smith, had 369 yards, two passing touchdowns. Uh, that was it. I thought he scored. I thought he rushed in the end zone, but he did not. Nah, one carry, uh, 13 yards. Yep, but he had 24.1 fantasy points on the day as the Seahawks defeated the Washington Commanders. What a name, Commanders. How do you think they settled on that? I think they just were like... Mm, let's just do it over this. <laughs> and I probably didn't put too much thought into it. Yeah, also, I did hear that uh, they're trying to change the name back. Really? Yeah. That would be hilarious, man. I yeah. would love that. Lastly, dude, shout out to Brock Purdy. He looked a little more like himself. He threw for about 296 yards, three passing touchdowns, good for 23.8 fantasy points on the day. Something interesting about this. He got his left tackle back. He got... um. Debo Samuel back. And if you watch the game tape, the offense looked like a lot like it did last year when they just made him get the ball into people's hands. I was just going to say, you kind of hit on that earlier in the <clears throat> early in our podcast season, bro, where, you know, Purdy's at his best when he just gets the ball mm-hmm. into his play. He did make hands. a couple nice, really nice throws, which I will say credit Brock Purdy for sure. But, like, I mean, it's the NFL, and in this system, you need to have star power over there in that Shanahan system. You do, and they got a lot of it, dude. So, good on Purdy for finally looking back to his normal self. It's going to run you back. Brian Robinson. I don't think anybody had this guy being the leader for Week 10 fantasy points at the running back position, but here he is. And part of that, actually, I would say all of that is due 
to the pass catching, something that Brian Robinson in the past didn't do a lot of, but has been flashing it more this season. He was good for 27.7 fantasy points on the day. Rushing was a bit ineffective, only 38 yards on eight carries, but he also had six catches for 100-plus yards and a score through the air. And that's where you got your points from. I'm a Brian Robinson fantasy owner. He's currently in my redraft team, I think. And he's currently the number six running back in fantasy football. That's mind-blowing. That's impressive. That's mind-blowing, dude. If you were to tell me that heading into the season, I would not have believed you. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Brian Robinson went super late in draft. Yeah, I drafted him in like the 13th round or something like that. Yeah, around 10 and beyond. Crazy. Yeah, bananas, dude. But good on Brian Robinson. Hopefully that's a trend moving forward for you Robinson owners. Next up, Jameer Gibbs. The breakout continues, my friends. 26.2 fantasy points. Frank, you watched all the game, right? Yep. What are your thoughts on watching this kid? Is he the real deal? Jameer Has he Gibbs finally shown through? Is because here. this was with David Montgomery, right? Mm-hmm. So, man. And had it not been for David Montgomery's 75-yard touchdown run against our tr- very, very porous run defense, <laughs> he probably would have had a very pedestrian single-digit day because it was the Jameer Gibbs show. It was, man. Um, he's So this is now three straight weeks of elite production. I no longer think that this is a trend. I just now I'm starting to expect this every week. Every week he should give you 20 points. I think he had 14 carries, 77 yards, good for 5.5. He had two touchdowns, one of them goal line carry, mind you, and then three catches for 35 yards. Yeah, that goal line carry I think is something Something to be. Yeah, I'd be intrigued by, and I would be optimistic about. So side note, I have David Montgomery in my work league. I'm benching him this week in favor of Rashad White, who is arguably an RB1 without any competition. David Montgomery is, I think he's going to become TD dependent from here on out. Yeah, I mean, we'll see, dude. That There's a lot of, a lot of talent in that backfield in Detroit, dude, so I don't know. But yeah, we'll see. Good, it's a good backfield to have a piece of. That's probably one of the better backfields in the league. Yeah, it's better than this backfield that we're about to talk about. Which one? The Oh, wait, we're not there yet. <laughs> oh, Which was, one are you talking about, bro? I was going to say the Steelers backfield. <laughs> oh, we're almost there, dude. Yeah. Don't worry. Uh, let's give some love to these other guys first, dude. Devin Singletary had a renaissance game. I mean... Damian Pierce has now missed two straight weeks. Yeah, dude. He's been out with an ankle injury. I I think it's an ankle injury. Um, But yeah, so Devin's the guy in Houston. Monster day on the ground. 150 rushing yards and a score. He looked great for 23.1 fantasy points. Austin Eckler doing Austin Eckler things per usual. 21.5 fantasy points. 67 rushing yards. He also had 48 receiving yards uh, and one rushing score. Good to see that reception yardage total. If you're an Eckler fan, kind of tick up the last, I don't know. It feels like it's hit or miss with him every week, I feel like, this season. Well, the last three weeks, he's been what you would expect. 23, 21, 25. Right. 15, 14, 19 carries. Um, seven receptions, two receptions, four receptions. So, like, it's really dependent on, like, how quickly is this pass rushing getting to Justin Herbert because then he becomes captain checkdown, and that's when Austin Eckler explodes. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. And lastly, a uh, guy on the list, we've been saying it all season – we knew he was going to do it, but Javante Williams finally, finally got here, bro. dude. <laughs> He's finally here, dude. Javante 
Big game, I mean, by his standards. 21 points is nothing to sneeze at, but, I mean, for what he's been producing this season, it's a fucking miracle that he that he put up this line. <clears throat> but, yeah, 21 points uh, for the day. He had 79 rushing yards, also had 31 receiving yards, and a reception touchdown. So, interesting note about him, too. This is now three straight weeks. He was 12, 18, and 21 points now. Prior to that, it was all single digit. And... You notice that his reception work is getting is uh, is higher, but they're also giving him work in the red in the red zone. So his one score was a receiving touchdown. It was nice, but still, man, I don't have faith in Javante Williams because that offense is horrendous. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's like oh my! It's like when he scores a touchdown, you're like oh my fucking not god! A, not thank as bad you. as the Bills, but it's pretty bad. You know, yeah, right. <laughs> but like it's like when he scores a touchdown, you're like oh god, good. But as opposed to some of these other guys that we're talking about, they're like. Oh, Austin Eckler got in the egg zone. I expect that. Yeah, you know that's a fair point, dude. Yeah, man. But anyways, if you're if you're a Javante fan or owner, I should say that. I mean, that's a sight for sore eyes, dude. I would be stoked if I got anything over 15 points from Javante. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, dude. So touchdown salvage that day. Yep. 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 All right, man. A couple honorable mentions. We touched on them a little earlier, but the Steelers duo. Mm-hmm. Jalen Warren and Najee Harris. Warren with 19, Najee with 18.6. So we'll round up for 19, let's say, for shits yeah. and giggles. You kind of mentioned it, dude. Do you think this is the norm going forward? 100%. This is how this team is going to win. Uh, Tomlin's an old-school guy. He's going to grind it out. He knows his quarterback's tr- quarterback is trash, and he's just going to run the ball. And <laughs> He knows his QB is garbage, yeah. bro. I mean, like, early on in the season, they put the ball in Kenny Pickett's hands, and you saw how bad it was. Yeah. Well, they said, okay, that's not working anymore. But our defense is playing well. So, what do you do when your defense plays well? You can try, you control the line of scrimmage and the and time of possession via the run game. So, yeah, they split the snap percentage equally here. Exactly is what I'm looking at: fifty-one percent each, which is pretty interesting. Uh, next couple honorable mentions here: Rashad White. You mentioned him as well. You're starting him. This guy forward as a this guy what, is an RB one. He's an RB one. Um, I don't have his stats in front of me. Do you have him? I do, yeah. He rushed for 51 yards, also caught the ball for 47 yards, uh, and scored once through the air. Good for 17.8 fantasy points. But this dude is on the field like 90% of the time. Yeah. So I, from what I expected all yeah, season. 71% snap count this yeah. last game. So he's he's always on the field. That means he's always going to be there for opportunities. I have more faith in Rashad White going forward to finish the season than I would do, say, David Montgomery or even Javante Williams. Like Rashad White, if you drafted him, you're flying high, baby. Yep. And then lastly here, just a quick shout-out. But Keaton Mitchell got in the end zone again for the Baltimore Ravens. He was inexplicably like phased out of the offense somehow mm-hmm. in the second half. And John Parbell admitted as much to what a terrible move that was. And basically reassured us fantasy owners of Mitchell that, hey, he's going to be involved more next week. I promise. But, yeah, man, he had 13.6 fantasy points on the day. So, good for Keaton. All right, dude, let's get the wideouts here. Keenan Allen, monster, monster, monster game. Oh, 40.5 fantasy points on the day. Absolutely eight. Just I, pl- I have him going, and then I also played against him. So, it was like... And then we lost, so I couldn't even be excited about the game, you know? Yeah. I mean, dude, he, like you said, he ate. He did monster things. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, it is a little alarming 
not not so much the loss. I mean, you guys always lose. That's not a big deal. Sure. But the injury, the shoulder. <laughs> The shoulder issue, I mean, he's a little older, right? Uh, you got to kind of look out for that. So we'll see what the issue is with, with Keenan. Hopefully get a more little more clarification uh, by Sunday. CeeDee Lamb, huge game as well, 39.5 fantasy points. Again, the, I mean, you can basically replace all the Houston wideouts and sub them in for Dallas wideouts, and they're going to be on this list. Yep. CeeDee uh, Lamb. Interesting monster. note about CeeDee Lamb, though. This is now... Three straight weeks of 150 or more yards receiving and also 11 or more receptions. Damn. C.D. Lamb might be the hottest receiver in the last three weeks. He's the hottest receiver in the last few weeks, and I think I mentioned to you also last podcast, I think he's the best maybe player to have right now in Dynasty Leagues. Yes. He's what, like 24, 25? Him and A.J. Brown, probably. Because A.J. Brown's just as young. Man. He's... Actually, no, I think C.D. Lamb is one year younger. So, yes. Give me all the C.D. Lamb. But don't give me all the Brandon Cooks. Even though you had a monster game, dude. <laughs> Brandon Cooks also cracked the 30-burger threshold with 32.3 fantasy points on the day. Again, basically anyone on that Dallas offense outside of mm-hmm. Tony Pollard had, had a monster day. <laughs> I think this is more a one-off than anything. He's had a couple games, though, now, Brandon Cooks, that is, where he's kind of broke through a little bit. When Dak is at his best... Do you think he's a thing, maybe? When Dak is at his best, he's spreading the ball around. Yeah, I agree. But do you think Brandon Cooks is like a viable fantasy play? Based on that schedule? Flex play? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I I mean, if you're flexing Brandon Cooks, you're probably not in a good spot to begin with. If you're flexing Brandon (laughs) Cooks, you got huge balls, dude. Yeah. Huge balls. If you played him this week, Good on you, yeah. but I know you did it out of necessity, and you're, <laughs> yeah. you probably have two wins. Definitely, dude. Here's someone you play every week, and here's an, a result that you probably expect from this guy. Amon Ross St. Brown, 30.5 fantasy points on the day against the sorry I mean, Chargers you, you knew it was coming. Oh, Not only did I know it was coming, but I knew it was coming in grand fashion, dude. That yep. guy absolutely torched that fucking sorry-ass defense. And let's not forget, dude. Uh, those that don't know, the, I knew it was coming even before your, even before it was the Chargers, but him coming home to LA, this is where he's from, oh, that's USC, right. USC, he's going to ball out, dude. That was my whole thought process. It was like, yeah, I mean, add the sorry ass defense the Chargers have into it. He's good for probably at least 20, but also the fact that he's home, like I said, tons of family, friends, probably in attendance. He's going to go bananas, dude. Did he grow up in LA? I think he did. Hmm. Yeah, I think he did. I could be wrong on that, but I think he did. Man, we suck, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you talking about the Chargers? Yeah. Yeah, dude. We're terrible. Yeah, man. Uh, who cares? Yeah. It's fun. To, it's, it's fun pulling it's good for terrible for fantasy. Teams. It's good. It builds character, bro. Like <laughs> that Mets fan said, dude. <laughs> That's my favorite reel of all time. You're a Mets fan? Yeah. What's the best thing about being a Mets fan? It builds character. It's such a sorry-ass poverty franchise. It really makes you have thick skin. What's What's the worst thing about the Mets fan? May through September. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny, dude. That's one of my all-time favorite wow. videos I've ever yeah. seen in my life. Dude. That's hilarious. Yeah, man. Anyways. Uh, lastly, here in the whiteout section, Mike Evans, again, just continues to produce. I think we said it. Last week, and I've kind of been saying it all year long, Mike Evans looks like a league winner if you have him. Dude, 
if if you drafted well enough, <laughs> I know Mike Evans was going like what seventh round or something mm-hmm. like that. So, I, I mean, mean, not all, only that, we all thought Chris or Chris Godwin was going to be the guy, and he's just he's just moving the chains. Yeah. and then Mike Evans is scoring. Yeah, it is what it is. Though, if dude. you took piece of any of the Tampa Bay like offense, really, and by Tampa Bay offense, I mean Mike Evans, you know, Rashad White, and Chris Godwin to a degree, you're probably pretty stoked. Yeah, I agree. They're like dark horse fantasy offense, like. Wow. Yeah. Doing good. Producing points. Yeah, man. I mean, I can't think of a game where they've been, like, blown out. Like, they're always in games. They got a good defense. They got a good defense. And, yeah, Baker's slinging that thing Baker has pretty been well good. this year. Yeah. So, kudos to them. Uh, a couple honorable mentions here, dude. Noah Brown, this guy absolutely fucking killed me in redraft. Sam dude. played him like a god, and he just shit all over me, dude. Mm-hmm. Along with Amon Ra. But I digress. Yeah. 24.2 fantasy points for Noah Brown. Garrett Wilson actually had a good day uh, for the Jets. 18.3 fantasy points. And Michael Pittman quietly having a really solid year. Good for 16.4 fantasy points on the day. Man, is it is it horrible of me to like hope Michael Pittman does terrible? Because he fucked us before. He fucked me bad last year. Yeah, Real that's bad. why. I'm like, God, yeah. you've just let so many people down. You shouldn't be, you shouldn't be good anymore. <laughs> Yeah, he, ah. he let me down real bad last year. But, I mean, he's doing big things in Indy. What can I say? Tight ends, dude. Let's get to it. Your boy, we touched on him earlier. TJ Hawkinson, monster day at the office. 30.4 fantasy points. I think he had, like, what, like 10-plus catches? I don't have the stats on me right here. My my phone just went AWOL. But, I can look. Yeah, I think he had, like, 10-plus 10 10 catches, over 100 yards, probably t- a tutty, right? Something like that. 11 catches, 134 yards, one touchdown on 15 targets. Cool. That's what you like to see, dude. Dude. That volume is going to translate every time, especially for a player as talented as TJ Hawkinson. That is elite wide receiver one numbers. Now, are you worried as a Hawkinson owner when when, uh, JJ comes back? Nah, man. Mm. Nah. If if anybody's worried, it's it's the Addison owners. Yeah, I think that's a good point. You know, yeah, because Hawk was always the number two. Dude. Yeah, and KJ Osborne has just been what everybody thought he was—a les- a letdown. So I thought you were gonna say a lesbian, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, take your pick, dude. Either one works. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, next guy, dude, Trey McBride. I, we said a couple weeks ago, dude, to pick this guy up. Uh, you know, he put up a monster day in our, for Arizona, twenty-one point one fantasy points. And I think, Frank, you mentioned it off air to us, but he looks to be Kyler's guy on first down, right? Yeah, dude. So I was te- I was texting you guys. I'm like, Kyler looks him first. First read. Yeah. Doesn't matter what the design play is, but he's checking his tight end and then looking elsewhere. And they're scheming to get Trey McBride downfield, and he's beating cornerbacks. Yeah. He's good. He's really good, man. So, he was the Mackey Award winner, after all, in college, which is the award for best tight end in the country, coming out of Colorado State. Uh, and I have him in both my dynasty leagues as my future Ooh, tight end, dude. So beautiful. I'm hoping that uh, continues. I'm over here like, Greg Dulcich, let's get it. <laughs> Just hey, wish bro. he could get off the IR. I know. I, I'm pulling for Dulcich also on my dynasty team, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get it, brother. Yeah. Uh, George Kittle, dude. Very typical George Kittle. This is a George Kittle big scoring day, dude. Or a standard Kittle scoring day when he goes off, right? How does this happen? Three catches, 100 yards, and a touchdown. What? What is that? Dude, that's just... I don't even know what to think about that. It's bullshit is what it is. Like, 
It's infuriating, dude. It is. You can't you can't like start him with confidence. You're just rolling him out and being like, I hope this is the game. And then every three <laughs> games it is. Yeah. And then you lose those two beforehand. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking terrible, dude. But hey man, if you start it, I mean, you're not not starting George Kittle, you know. But Maybe things now start to get back to normal now that Debo back in the fold. Debo yeah. and the left tackle's back. I don't know. I was yeah. really pissed off that Christian McCaffrey didn't get any action. Poor guy. Yeah. Oh, well, fuck him, dude. Fuck him, dude. Yeah. Don Kincaid continues to produce in this Buffalo offense, man. 16.1 fantasy points on the day. Josh is looking to him quite often, dude, which is... Security blanket. Yeah, which is nice to see. We all kind of knew what he was going to be in this offense, that pass-catching tight end, but we didn't anticipate Dawson Knox being on the IR. Now Dalton has a bigger role in this offense, and they're utilizing him more as a viable threat. So... I mean, the touchdown pass was a designed play to him. Oh, I know, man. It was beautiful. Yeah, dude. Yeah, we Dal- need more of that from Joshy to Dalton and less of him to the opposite team. I think he knows that, dude. I think. Uh, Josh- well, I just no, want to no, no, make no. sure because I know he's no. I know he's listening. I, yeah. Well, I was gonna say I think he knows that. I think another player on his team does not know that, dude. Gabe Davis. No. The the top guy. Stefan Dix. He's a drama queen, dude. He wants the ball 24-7. I think Josh gotta, has even come out and said, we're a lot better offense when we spread the ball around. We got You got to get that guy times, out of there, dude. man. Multiple times. Because he threw a shot, or not Stefan, but his brother threw a shot at Josh during the week. Uh, Trayvon? No. The cornerback? Not the cornerback. I think there was another one. Do they oh, have another there? brother? I have no idea. Maybe it was Trayvon. No. I thought it was like, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I do. Maybe they Who do. Cares? Maybe they do. Yeah, but uh, basically he like tweeted. He's like, let's not forget that Josh was whatever until Big Bro got there or some shit like that. Hmm. I think that. I, I think... mean, there's a bit of a case to be made for that, but still, dude, like everyone saw the talent that and the raw talent that Josh was. I mean, yeah, obviously you need playmakers like a Stephon Diggs to help get you there. But I think that's a bit of a stretch to say. He's only Josh Allen for the sole reason because my brother's there, dude. Get yeah. out of here, dude. So three weeks ago, I can't remember exactly, two, three weeks ago, I said this on the podcast. If I'm a Stefan Diggs owner, I'm concerned about the Dalton Kincaid target share. Well, I'm now sitting here after Dalton Kincaid ha- has had four straight double-digit games of six or more targets. Yeah, if I'm a Stefan Diggs owner, I'm, I'm worried. Yeah. You're losing target share. Yeah. That's a problem. So Stefan Diggs was that cog that moves the offense. Yep. It doesn't look like that's the case anymore. It's Dalton Kincaid. Yep. Good for you, Dalton. <laughs> and lastly on this list, dude, Tyler Conklin. Quietly. Who? Yeah. <laughs> the last two weeks has been pretty decent, at least for the tight end position. I think he had 12 points a week ago. He's got 14 points this week. Zach likes to look his way as well. I think he's a viable streaming option, dude. Moving I forward. don't want any part of that Jets offense. I don't either, but I mean, I'm just saying, if you're desperate for a tight end, I think Conklin is a, yeah. I don't want to say solid If play, he's out but there. Yeah, if he's yeah. out there, I mean, he's worth taking a look at, you know? Fucking hell, dude. I picked up Joni Smith for 20 bucks, and he fucking shit the bed last week. <sighs> 1.1 fantasy point. I mean, I knew what I was doing, dude. Yeah, it's Jonu's Atlanta, either, bro. Yeah, jo- <laughs> Come on, Joni's either 20 or nothing, dude. Right. So, I mean, and it is what it is, but yeah, man. Tyler Conklin, like I said, 14 points. All right, dude. It's going to duds. Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> dude. 
This guy's on this fucking list every our boy, week. Our boy, two point one fantasy points. Not getting it done, dude. Although, although I will say, he went up against that Niner defense. That's a tough defense. That's a tough defense, dude. It's a tough defense. And they for got sure. back on track. But still, dude, you that ta- that offense is too talented to shit the bed like they did. You think the bye week had anything to do with it? Like, I think this is. This is now a trend. Something's wrong in this offense because we have seen way too many of, oh, this is bad day at the office from the Jaguars. No, this has happened repeatedly. This is repeated behavior. Mm. There's something wrong. Like, I, I, I don't know if it's Trevor. I don't know if he's been banged up, but the offense is not moving the ball outside of Travis Etienne. Mm-hmm. Like, something's weird. Something is going on here. He had a rough day, too, though. And we'll get into him, too. Tough tough defense, yes. And they are playing better teams. Yes, I get that. But this is the NFL, brother. Yeah. You sack up. You figure it out. You're a first overall pick. Handsome as shit. Great hair. (laughs) Come on, dude. You're right, dude. Show up. You're right. Fuck you, Trevor Lawrence. (laughs) You're right, dude. fucking tear destroying everybody's fantasy teams. (laughs) I agree, dude. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. You're the man, T-Law. Here's a guy destroying his own team, Mac Jones. (laughs) 7.3 fantasy points. He was officially benched. You know what? For the the what? Like last couple drives or was it the final drive? I don't remember. It was like last couple drives and then the backup came in and threw a horrendous interception, dude. Yeah, yeah. Did you see uh, Belichick's face, dude? He had a stroke (laughs) right then and there, dude. Like. God, that was so bad. I mean, shit, dude. I'd rather have Zappy back there slinging it, though, and throwing multiple picks than the shit I've been seeing from what's, Mac Jones all season. What's sad is that it's taken this long. That's what I'm saying. Mac Jones has been terrible all season outside of a handful of games. It's like, yeah, he's been garbage. Belichick's losing it, bro. Like, what you know what the definition of insanity is? Yeah. Expecting Mac different Jones, results dude. after Mac the Jones. same thing. Like, <laughs> Playing Mac Jones repeatedly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bill Belichick is officially insane, dude. Yeah, he's... Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, 7.3 fantasy points, like I said, for Mac Jones. Terrible, terrible day. And maybe no longer starter in New England. Uh, The rookie shit show that is Bryce Young is continuing. Only 9.2 fantasy points on the day. Man, dude. If Bryce Young was an option for you this week, you should not play fantasy football anymore. (laughs) Yeah. Because you've done some significantly terrible moves to get to this point i mean the only way i can think of you starting bryce young is if you were in like a 32 man league <laughs> and you had to play 32 man league two quarterback super flex league <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude i mean if you didn't start clayton tune over mm-hmm. over bryce young shit dude yeah because i think clayton Toon got in the end zone this week bro. oh my god On a rushing score no way <laughs> yeah but uh, I mean, he still scored less than Bryce. But shit, man, you know, you know the point I'm trying to make. Clayton right. Tune basically scored the same amount of points oh, as Bryce. Oh my Hunk, god, you're only right. Played, he did. And he only played one snap. Dude. I just remembered he did. He had <laughs> yeah, one <dude>. point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, bro. So, yeah, man, I'm really hoping though. I obviously it's not going to happen this year, but maybe next year Bryce Young kind of figures something out. You know, instead not, of a sophomore slump, it's a sophomore. They need to. They need super to. Season, they dude. need to put. They need to put playmakers around him, like very, very good playmakers for him to be successful. They need playmakers, and then they need to improve that line because yep. I think like what, how you mentioned it, is very valid, bro. That's what I'm saying. That Al- that Alabama team he was on, Stuck, all pros loaded. everywhere, dude. Everywhere, the the wideouts, the running mm-hmm. backs, the line, everywhere, dude. This is Carolina. Yeah, you have a 35 year old Adam Thielen out there <laughs> catching balls, brother. Yeah, dude. That's it. Good luck, man. Good luck. And lastly, dude, Gardner Minshew, 5.7 fantasy points. I just love to see this guy on the pod, though. Yeah. Gardner's a man. It's it's fun to talk about Gardner, dude. Yeah. Sometimes I, like, 
Sometimes I'm like, what's that guy up to? And Dude, like, he's probably just hanging out. Probably just smoking a bowl in his van mm-hmm. in the back of the stadium mm-hmm. with his two girlfriends. <laughs> Fox living the life with a with a with a with a leather jacket and no shirt on <laughs> under it, dude. Yeah, with a pair of glasses. Yeah, with blue jeans that barely fit. Yep. Yeah, no socks or shoes on. Nothing, dude. Nothing, dude. Hasn't showered in four days. Hasn't showered in four days. Got a shitty like tube, thirteen inch tube TV. <laughs> he watches all his porn videos on. <laughs> Has his box of porn in the back of his pickup truck, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. He's got his Playboy maggies underneath his couch. <laughs> Going home to, to my parents tonight to have for dinner. You want to come over? <laughs> yeah, dude. This is pickup line to all the chicks that walk by. Oh, man. He's the best, dude. Yeah. Friend of the pod, Gardner Minshew. That's right. <laughs> all right, dude. Let's get in running backs. Derrick Henry, terrible day. Three points only. I mean, they... This is the Derrick Henry show now. Some weeks it's 17. Some weeks it's three. Yeah. I mean... That's it. And that's what it was. Tony Pollard. It's time. I caught you again, brother. I caught you again, napping. Again. Five points this week. You've been skating by all season, but I caught you last week, and guess what? I eyed you this week, and here you are again, you motherfucker. <laughs> we caught you. We you caught bastard, you, you bastard. son of a bitch. We <laughs> knew it. We yeah. knew it. Anyways, yeah. so very similar to the Jags' repeated behavior, this is repeated behavior. Yep. Tony Pollard is what he is now, and this is what he is. And in looking at the fact that they did not add any other running backs in the preseason was a concern for me because I thought well I can't just expect that Tony Pollard is going to do what he did plus more after Zeke left you know there's only a few running backs that are able to do that Nick Chubb started to do that before he got hurt Mm -hmm. but Tony Pollard looks like he functions better in a two-headed beast because he he becomes fresher and like it's like a change of pace it's like the defense is expecting one guy they bring him in and it's just different, you know? Yeah. Some some guys play better off the bench. Yeah. Some guys play better as starters. Tony Pollard does, plays better in a two, two-headed back. I mean, that's just what it is at this point. I have a question for you. Do you think, what have you been more impressed by? The fact that Tony Pollard is doing what he's doing <laughs> right now, this season, or Zeke is doing what he's doing, splitting time? What is Zeke doing in New England? He's playing, dude. <laughs> he put up 12 points last week, bro. Put up more than Tony Pollard. Did he? Yeah. You know what, man? I would actually like to see their points side by side to see how close I mean, they Zeke are. has substantially less points. The point I'm trying to make is, do you think it was a mistake to let Zeke go in Dallas? Without question. Yeah. Because I'm sure they could have got him for cheap, and he's a, he's a Dallas guy. Like, they drafted him, came from uh, Bama? Zeke? Yeah. No. We, we can run with that if you want. He didn't come from Bama. We can run with we can run with that. He came, he came from a, I don't know where he came from. I thought he came from Bama. It's a good guess, dude. Where did he come from? Ohio State. Uh, dude, I was thinking it was a red jersey. Yeah, so you got so it. I was half, close. Right? It's yeah, kind of close. Half credit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just like yeah, I think they really fucked up doing that because Zeke was also a really a fan favorite and beyond fantasy for sure. Yeah. So. <clears throat> All right, man. Travis Etienne. We kind of touched on it. That whole Jags offense looked terrible. 6.4 points. But this was a bit of the standout more than all the others yes. because of the dominance he's been doing all season. So I expect this just to be a minor blimp in the radar. Better right? days ahead. Yeah, definitely better days ahead for Travis Etienne. Lastly, Saquon Barkley. I don't expect better days ahead for this guy. 7.1 fantasy points playing with a third string QB. What else are you going to do for as a defense other than stack the box? He's the only guy they got on that team. 
Saquon's. I'm a, I'd be a little alarmed right now if I was a Saquon's owner. I've been alarmed all all year. I was alarmed in the preseason, yep. in the rankings. I said, if there's any guy on this running back list that I have the biggest concern about, it's Saquon Barkley. Yep. I called it. Then I stayed away from him. But you know who didn't? Brian, and your team is trash, dude. <laughs> Nicely done, sir. All right, man, let's get a wide out. It's Calvin Ridley, uh, a common contributor to this list. Only four points. We're going to start calling this the Calvin Ridley list. The Calvin? <laughs> <laughs> Calvin's duds of the week, dude. Right. Headlined by Calvin Ridley. The wide receiver sponsored by Calvin Ridley's terrible games. <laughs> yeah. Only four points. Again, we mentioned uh, the Jags offense just looked terrible as a whole. Here's one that kind of is a little alarming this to me. This one's kind of weird. Yeah. Um, Marquise Brown, dude. He got his boy back in, in uh, Kyler, but only put up 3.8 fantasy points. Again, it could be... The fact that Kyler just likes Trey McBride more because that's where he was looking a lot of the game. I don't know. I don't think so, man. Who did they play? Ah, fuck, I don't remember. Was it Atlanta? Oh, yeah, it was Atlanta. Oh, no, they beat Atlanta, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, we said earlier that Atlanta won. Oh, they lost. You know why we thought they won? Because at They the- won on a game-winning field goal, I think. There was a lot of those. Yeah, there was five of them this yeah, week. Yeah, so we stand corrected. <laughs> Cardinals won. Usually, the things we fuck up, we eventually figure it out as the show goes on. Yeah, yeah. The beers kick in, and we're like, "Oh wait, that's yeah. not what happened." <laughs> oh yeah, we forgot about this injury three weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. But uh, yeah, Cardinals ended up winning. But yeah, what cost, dude? I mean, Mar- Marquise Brown only three point eight fantasy points. But the reason why I remember that, dude, is because uh, let's not forget Atlanta has a very good, talented cornerback in AJ Terrell. And that guy's mm-hmm. pretty, pretty much shutting down everybody all season. So that's what he did to Marquise Brown. Yeah. I expect better days ahead for Marquise Brown, though. Christian Watson, I don't. This guy, if it's not clear by now that Romeo Dobbs is Jordan Love's guy, then I don't know what to tell right. you. Right. Did you see the the uh, meme I posted on our Instagram about I did see that the Moneyball thing? Yeah, I love that. Mo- I love that Moneyball <laughs> thing. This is dude. Jordan Love and Christian Watson. They yeah. are the heirs to. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. The only problem is they are not able to catch the ball or throw the ball at at all. <laughs> yeah, dude. I love that money ball that money ball meme, bro. It's classic. Yeah, dude. I just what a shame, bro. Because he's talented. He's big, he's fast, he's strong. But where does Watson just, come from? He's just not getting the ball. USC? This is a tough one, dude. So if you don't get this one, no. I don't I'll, he came uh, from... I'll give you a pass. It's like a weird colored jersey. I remember colors and stuff. It's the same color, dude. That's what he plays for now. But the reason why you probably won't get it is because it's not even a D1 school. Mm, Hit me. It is. Now I'm second and guessing myself. I know what it is. I just don't remember if it's north or south. Is it South Dakota or North Dakota? I think it's South Dakota State. North Dakota State. North Dakota State. Okay, yeah. I was confusing Mm. myself. Yeah. North Dakota State. Yeah, they're like green and yellow, right? Yes, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, fun fact about that, Carson Wentz also went to North Dakota State. And look where he's at. Yep. Backing up shitty Stafford. Yep. But anyways, man. Lastly on the list, dude, we kind of mentioned him during our talk about the Bills, but Stephon Diggs, 6.4 fantasy points. I expect more games like this. Hopefully not. Sadly. If you're a Diggs, Diggs owner, dude, because he is a premier talent and he's too good. To only have 6.4 fantasy points. It's his attitude, man. You think so? 
100%. I said that early on in the offseason that he can't continue to act like that and then expect to get the ball thrown to him. Yeah, we'll see. All right, dude, tight ends. Mark Andrews, 6.4 fantasy points on the day. I don't really know what happened in that Baltimore game, to be honest. I didn't watch it too much. So Baltimore got up fast and then blew the game to Cleveland. Oh, that's right. They, like, ran up quick. My boy Dustin and Hopkins. And they just fell apart. Hit the game win- another game-winning field goal, right, mm-hmm. at the end? Yeah. Cool, man. Uh, but, yeah, tough day for Mark. Obviously, that's Lamar's guy, so better days ahead for him. Evan Engram, 5.4 fantasy points. Again, we're not going to beat a dead horse, but – Jack's offense looked terrible across the board. Taysom Hill, 4.3 fantasy points. This guy is the ultimate, I think, boomer bust right now. Taysom Hill? Yep. Mm-hmm. He's either 30 points or four like this, dude. Yeah. It's like all game script when they bring him in and like very situational. Dude, could you imagine, though, if like he had consistent playing time? He would be the ultimate flex play. Well, he did get consistent playing time, I think, two years ago at the end of the season, so much that I had him as my quarterback in D's dynasty startup. But, like, really, like, let's just say he was the starting tight end, right? Oh, right. So, like, he was the starting tight end for the Saints, but they threw him behind QB, behind, like, let's say five plays. They threw him out running back another five plays like if they actually featured him yeah all the time yeah dude he would be the ultimate flex player of all time right right <laughs> you know how many points he probably like if they was actually featured? be a walking 30 burger <laughs> yeah like dude, it'd be probably insane. average 30 yeah it would be crazy <laughs> lastly dude i actually mentioned him earlier but my boy Joni smith you paid how much for this I paid guy 20 bucks for this dude 20 percent of your fa- well no i don't know how much fab you had but i had a lot, a lot of fab i had a lot to okay. spend and uh you know, we're at this point in the season where I don't necessarily need it. Well, I did because Goddard's hurt and I needed to tight end. And I thought my thinking was, well, let me backtrack. I knew that there was the possibility of games like this with Jenny Smith. But my thinking was they wouldn't be like this as much as they would be like what we saw where you had that string of like double digit fantasy point yes. games. So I was thinking more lines like that, and then I was like, all right, well, I'm going to pay a little more just because I need it. One, I can afford it. Two, and lastly, if anyone else needs a tight end, I want to keep him out of the hands of those people. Sure. Because right now we're at that point in the season where, yeah, you can put in a claim for a waiver, right, that maybe you don't necessarily need, but if you're a smart manager and you know someone behind you is a game behind, also needs a tight end, I'm going to overpay so you don't get him. No, yeah. You know what I mean? Course. So that's kind of like also a line of thinking as well. But yeah, shit day for Jonah, dude. Fucking Falcons. Fucking Falcons. Fucking fucking Atlanta, dude. <clears throat> Just terrible across the board. All right, dude. Let's get into the weekly pickups. I think these were were these posted. Yeah, we were posted. We're just a day late because okay, we're shit bags. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, go check them out on our Instagram. Just to recap them really fast. Here we got Ty Chandler, Noah Brown, Rico Dowdle. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Dottle. Dottle. Yeah. Uh, Rondell Moore, Jalen Guyton, and Jaden Reed. Jaden Reed's actually a sneaky one, dude. He's been uh, a pleasant surprise in Green Bay. Another rookie receiver, I might add, as well. Uh, sleepers, comatose sleepers. We also got those posted on the gram, so go check them out. Week 10, dude. Closing thoughts. Hmm. I don't have too many thoughts, man. How's your team? How are your teams doing? We talk about that real quick. So, 
Uh, Dynasty in uh, D's League, I'm three and seven, I think. I think I won last week. Uh, Jay's League, I'm six and four, and then redraft him five and five. Like nice. I said, coming off a four game losing streak. My work league, I'm eight and two. I've won eight straight games. Lost the first two games. Jesus, I haven't lost a game since. That's and fancy. Devin A. Chain's coming back. So you're never going to lose again. <laughs> uh, I'll probably lose week one of the playoffs. Yeah, probably. Do. Redraft six and three, third place, holding strong, but a couple bad weeks puts me out of the playoffs easily, just because that's the nature of how that league is going. Um, Jay's dynasty startup. I'm four and six, probably on the outside looking in because I don't have a lot of I don't have a lot of points scored like some other people do. And then in our in Dyna, in D's dynasty league, I'm six and four, firmly entrenched in competition. So I got a chance to maybe win three leagues. That's pretty impressive, dude. Three or four. If I can make playoffs in three or four, I'd be pretty pumped. And then not win any of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, which one of those would you most be stoked about winning? Always a redraft. Yeah. I think that's the just because, like I said, there's nothing like taking your guys's money and buying beers with it because I don't do anything with that money, yeah, except buy you guys beers and be like, and then when you say thank you, I'm like, no, thank you, <laughs> you bought it, you should <laughs> yeah. know, <laughs> yeah, man. I agree, dude. We I, play for the trophies, and I want my name on that trophy again. It's yeah. been 10 years. I think the redraft, I mean, I just got to win it, dude, at some point. You know, all the other leagues are nothing compared to me. I think this is your best chance to win that league. Until I get the redraft league. I I can't even focus on the other leagues. I don't care about the other leagues. Yep. Until I get it. Until I fucking get it finally. And there ain't nothing like that trophy, man. Trophy's trophy's cool. Trophy's cool. The respect's cool. The ability to, like you said, blow your friend's cash is the coolest. Yep. Yeah. And then to talk down to the people who haven't won ships. Yeah. I should know, dude. I've been talked down to the last 10 years. I know. (laughs) All right, man. Let's get out of here, dude. All right, man. That was super fun. Hopefully, D comes back next week. Hopefully. I mean, uh, uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Well, like we said, we don't know if we're going to do next week, right? Because it's Thanksgiving. mm -hmm. So, yeah. We might be off next week. Who knows if we are. A happy early Thanksgiving from all of us. Slate of games on Thursday. Oh, yeah, dude. Slate of games. Love games on Thursdays. Games on Thursdays are the best. All right, man. We're out. Later.